Hello and welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Crabell, known to my friends as Marv, and this time I'm speaking with Jeff and Jason from Our Cynic Culture. Hey guys, how are you doing? Thanks for being here. I'm doing well. Thanks for having us on, Marv. How are you doing? Thanks very much. So um, let's start with Jason then. What's the first drink that you remember drinking, you know, alcoholically? <laughs> Well, of course, I was uh, of age. Uh, it wasn't underage at all. Wink, wink. But um, the first thing I remember is, is my dad used to make cake for Christmas. And he would use like a, it's kind of like a rum cake, except for the rum, they would use Southern Comfort. Yep. Um, so I would get, I remember getting a drink of that. That was my first drink that I remember. What about you, Jeff? I wrote about this in my book, Craft Obsession, which everyone should buy. Great book. No book like this. Book about beer. But um, basically, it's kind of similar story that most people have, which is, um, you know, as a kid, my dad, we were mowing the lawn or working in the yard, and my dad offered me a sip of his beer, which in that case was a Heineken. And of course, back in like, you know, early 80s, mid 80s, we all thought Heineken was the bomb, right? It was like some kind of elegant, high price, elite kind of beer. And I think we know a little different today. <laughs> That's Jeff's book. Yeah. He is an author about craft beer and social media. Okay. I'm going to look that one up then in the future. And I'll put that in the notes as well. As well for that. Thank you. For, for like uh, probably Amazon, I would have thought. Had, had oh, sure. So have either of you got a favorite memory of drinking? Oh, wow. You mean like ever? Yeah, or anything that jumps out at you as a, as a, as a, as a, as a memory from, from a time when you've been out drinking or something that's, that's a good memory, say? We've got a lot. <laughs> We've got a lot together. We've been, uh, we kind of bonded over, over beer. That's when we first met is, is craft beer. We're both uh, craft beer nerds. We're um, kind of our first love. We got into bourbon a little bit there too, but if you go back a little bit, you know, one of the first beers I had or the first beer was called Red Dog. And yeah. I remember having that. Um, I might have been a little bit under 21, but I um, might have borrowed that from a, uh, a friend's dad's refrigerator. And uh, I remember me and my friend drank that beer. We choked it down. And the whole time we're sitting there talking and thinking, are you are you drunk? Are you feeling, you know, are you feeling anything? And just looking back at that, it really sticks in my mind. We had no idea what we were doing, but it was fun at the time, you know? That's great. That's good. So is, yeah. is that is that how all three of you met then? Uh, locally, through um, through beer, I think. Yeah, yeah through beer. Matt uh, and I used to have a radio show here in, in Lexington, Kentucky, where we, um, we talked about beer and interviewed uh, local brewers and... Um, and we were going on a beer trip and we said, well, we want to go on a beer trip. Who else would we ask to be on this beer trip with us? And we knew this dude named Jason. Who's, who's the, the coolest guy they know? So, who would do yeah. all the driving? So <laughs> we said, okay, that guy's going to drive. So let's ask him. <laughs> yeah, we don't want Jeff driving. We won't talk about his driving skills. They're very, very, very bad. They're very bad. You ever see that movie with uh, Dustin Hoffman, Rain Man? I'm a very good driver. <laughs> <laughs> Good call out to a good film there. 
But, you know, Lexington, Kentucky is, uh, have you ever been to, to Lexington or the States or Kentucky? I haven't, I haven't been to the States. I intend to do a road trip of the States at some point eventually. Out of interest, no, Ken, Kentucky seems to be a, be a very popular area for podcasting. Is it? We've yeah, got, we've got quite a few that, that I see on Instagram as well. And that's how kind of we, we met as well. But, um, we have a lot of podcasts, like Northern Kentucky area, um, Cincinnati, which is all within like 30 minutes, an hour. So, yeah, you're up. You know, I've only been in um, – I was in the Heathrow. I've only been in Heathrow Airport, actually. I've never actually gone into London or, or the rest of England. And we got yelled at because we had a uh, – we were waiting for our next flight, and it was overnight, and we were sleeping in the airport in, like, a chapel, and there weren't any ch- – you're just sleeping on the floor of the chapel. And maybe, like, Muslims were coming in, and maybe – so I don't know if there were – christians and the police came in and yelled at us because they're like you know someone could have stolen your kid they could have nicked your kids while you were sleeping there on the floor and they had to leave the chapel so that's my only english really story is sleeping in the heathrow airport um and getting yelled at by the police that's that's a good story <laughs> i guess yes and if you've not noticed by now marv we get off subject pretty easily so <laughs> You just rein us back in if we don't answer your question for you. <laughs> I, li- I like tangents. I'm fine with that. Let- let's just say that obviously the sleeping arrangements in Heathrow are much better than their coffee because the coffee is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what I had to eat. Something for breakfast. Uh, but I've always wanted to go inside of England itself. Just, every time it's just always in the airport, going from one place to another, and never actually going into London, which is ter- which is a mistake on our part. Anybody listening? I, was, I, I, I love London. Anybody that's listening, I think you should send money to these guys so that they can do a, a special series of our cynic culture and they go around all the British uh, places and check out British drinks. That would be fun. We would take that. We know a little bit about uh, English um, craft beer, but I don't know much more beyond, as far as English spirits, beyond that, I think. No. Plenty of good Scottish. Scotches, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's some really good single malts. Absolutely. Actually, one of my favorite breweries, do you know beer? One of my favorite breweries is uh, Cloudwater. Okay, I, I don't drink that much beer. I drink more more spirits like whiskey and Southern Comfort and uh, yeah, vodka mixes as well. G'day, g'day. This is Matty C from the Astros Fantasy Football Podcast way down in Australia. And we love getting to listen to Marv meet new podcasters from all over the world here on the Pods Like Us podcast. So... What's your history with podcasting then? I mean, you, you were saying that you've done done radio shows before as well. I think I think Matt wanted to get back into it again, but he didn't want to go back on the radio because it was, um, you had to have a certain schedule and he's busy with his job. I'm a professor, so obviously I have all the time in the world to do anything. <laughs> and um, I think he just felt like, well, let's just do a podcast and it'll be so we can be on our own time. Well, I think another reason why on that on that avenue or that regard was there's a lot of things you can't say or can't mention on the radio that during a podcast we don't have that filter. So you couldn't talk about cost. Um, sometimes we have a uh, bad mouth at times. So 
you know, on a podcast, we kind of have free reign, but not on the radio. And I wasn't a part of the radio show. It was just Jeff and Matt. We had you on once, but you didn't talk. God, it was bad. You just sat there and didn't say a word <laughs> all the time. Now you can't show up. There is film of that. Were you scared of swearing or something, Jason? No. You, well, it was their show. I didn't have any ownership of it, and I'll be honest with you. I didn't know what to say. I just kept waiting for them to throw something to me, and I did not pick up on the cues very well. I think we've got a dog as a guest as well, haven't we? We do. Yeah, have an Australian shepherd. Lovely. I love I love shepherds. Gorgeous dogs. So have you got a structure for the show then that you that you follow rigidly, or is it completely uh, made up on the spot each time? Yeah, it's a good good, uh, good question. So, you know, the way the show the whole the whole premise of the show is bringing bringing the people rare items so the items that we usually bring up are food or drink um it doesn't have to be alcohol i mean we've had cookies on the show we've had other things like that we got some other things lined up so the content of the show we all contribute to um if we see something interesting or something we think would be rare and hey i'd love to try that and see if it's worth it uh then we go from there so the show itself we do a little bit of research and have a few notes but there's no no set structure. We're we're on the fly. It's uh, it's pretty much like a live show, except we do edit it. Yeah, yeah. So we don't so, have a script. Thank you. So which one of you brought the Kit Kats? Uh, that was so actually from the radio show. Uh, the guy who was who had been our um, our general manager at the radio station later moved to Japan because he's. Um, He's interested in Japanese culture and his girlfriend there, et cetera. And we contacted him one day and we're like, you know, maybe you could get us a bunch of stuff together that we can't get here. Because, you know, if you've ever been in Asia, um, you know that their snacks are like so much different. These are the States. Like you go to the snacks in the States. And then when I was in China or Vietnam, et cetera, like you see like completely different kinds of snacks. And so uh, he got us those Kit Kats and sent them over from Japan. I thought that was a fa- fascinating when when you did that one, and then uh, but yeah, yeah it was great to come. Yeah, yeah. You know, American snacks are kind of boring compared to the rest of the world. Agreed. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I've I've tried some American snacks that you can't get in the UK before. So you know, like Hershey like, well, bars, etc. We couldn't get like Hershey bars in the UK. We didn't. We weren't able to get Hershey bars, and now we can get them all over. Oh yeah. Huh. But, uh, yeah, years ago, I went. I went uh, and I saw. I saw in a uh, a shop in in the UK, and I thought, oh, they sell sell Hershey bars. I'll try these because we can't get them. And then about a year later, <laughs> suddenly, all the corner shops and the little uh, general stores were selling Hershey bars along with all the normal chocolate bars. Yeah, there's better chocolate, I think, than Hershey. Uh, yes, it's still we, good. Yeah, we thought that one. Yes, our food is I bet there's better English chocolates or Belgian chocolates available. Oh, Belgian chocolates. You just know they're going to be gorgeous. So you've mentioned the structure and the research. So um, here's an interesting one. Would you say there's any definitive snack and drink combinations? You mean like? Uh, pairing like thinking hey when i have this bourbon i want to have this snack 
Like, yeah. So so when you have a so when you have like a a, do- a dog at a game, you know, a hot dog at a game or something. What drink do you have to have with that hot dog? Cheetos and Pappy Twenty Three. <laughs> that would be a good combo. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. So we don't do a lot of pairings. Um, we did get to actually participate in a. Uh, well, I got to participate in it. Um, in a barrel pick. So we got to pick a barrel bourbon um, from a few different choices that we thought would be the best. So we'll actually be getting bottles of that pretty soon. Of course, you know, we'll we'll review that on an upcoming episode when we get them. But for that, we bring out like our charcuterie board. So, you know, some of the cured meat, some of the cheeses, some dried fruit. So that's kind of the pairings we look at. And then sometimes on the beer side, if you're looking at like imperial stouts, um, a lot of times you'll add like some chocolates, um, especially the Belgian chocolate, just to try to bring out some of those flavors. Um, we've done that before, but nothing said. You know, what we should do, it's a really good uh, Kentucky delicacy, is we should do a pairing of that, which is, a, it's called, it's a stew of basically rabbit and squirrel, and it's called burgoo. We haven't done a burgoo painting, uh, pairing yet. We've not. We should do that. That's a, that's, you can't get that anywhere in the world but a Kentucky burgoo. So if you like squirrel and rabbit stew, that's our thing. Okay. Okay. I think that's a future episode for you then. Well, I mean, I think also just the idea that, I don't know, speak for the other people, but um, the same with our radio show we did is like, you know, with, with, with alcohol in particular, you can take yourself a little too seriously and maybe just to have, I've always thought when we do the, most particularly the radio show, a little bit we do this is to follow the lead of those folks who, I don't know, Howard Stern or other people who can um, talk about something or sport. Or we do sports here in America. We have sports radio, but also allow yourself the ability to do tangents and get on, go off the side, be funny and not, not take everything so serious. Even though it is serious, we, you know, we like all the, you know, we're really good. We know what we're talking about, but we can also be funny at the same time and be a little differential. And I, I think that's what differentiates the show a little bit from other bourbon or alcohol kind of based shows yeah you know one thing about our show is uh, with the parent pairing and the seriousness of it you look at i listen to a lot of podcasts so i'm probably i probably listen to more than the other two but we all listen occasionally and i think the best shows that i enjoy are the ones that go off on the tangents you know yeah. it, it might be hey we're talking about this serious bourbon and then the next thing you know we're talking about the first time we rode a bicycle and we're all just cracking we use, up. We use a porta potty. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what keeps me interested in those podcasts. And I like the free formness of it. I think we all do. So I think that's, that's what we want to do with our show. I think what helps with a lot of podcasts though, is the, uh, the, the group that are doing the shows as well, because they've got a natural, especially with your show, you've got a natural uh, rapport with each other that just shines through the program. And I think that is in a lot of cases, what works and makes shows more interesting to people is because people uh, are interested in the presenters and that relationship that they have that, that goes, goes cuts through it all. I think you're absolutely right. And uh, we've talked about this before looking at some American uh, base shows that we tune in for. Like if you take sports, for example, you don't really tune in to hear the sports you know about all day. You've read about online and on the websites, etc. When you watch a show or listen to a podcast about sports the other day, you're, you're interested in the relationship between the people talking. 
and in our case, we just happen to be, we're very close friends. So we're really very close friends. So it helps that we can do that. Well, I think some of the feedback we get from, um, from our friends or other friends that listen and people that have, have become kind of, you know, fans of the show or like to tune into it, what they tell me or tell us is, hey, I feel like I'm there with you. I feel like I'm just sitting there having a beer with you or trying this drink with you. And we're just in the garage and we're having a conversation. And that's what they really enjoy about it. Yeah. I, I also found it fascinating that the other week when I was speaking with Geraldine and Chris from uh, We Were On A Break, they, they were yeah. saying that they are actually trying drinks based on uh, drinks that you guys are trying out on your shows. So when you, you're... Awesome. So when you're mentioning an, a drink that, that you've enjoyed, they're going out and they're actually trying that drink themselves. And yes. so, you know, you're helping out with that as well. Great. That, that's always fun to hear, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was cool when they said it, because I think there was a wine or something that, that he went out and he bought and he had <laughs> Chris had a bit too much of it, shall we say. <laughs> We've had that happen before. We understand. Absolutely. So, hey, this is Tim for Bad Counsel. You want some good counsel? Keep listening to the smooth, dulcet tones of Marv on Pods Like Us. <laughs> so, well, we've basically gone with that, haven't we? Snack, snack and drink combos, go-to drink and snack that you'll, you'll always go to. Um, so... Um, I mean, what, what, have, have you got a favorite drink itself, yourselves? It's a tough one. So when you talk, when you, when you meet beer nerds or, or bourbon nerds, whatever you want to call them, connoisseurs, um, it's hard. I don't know that many people will tell you they have a favorite. Um, I can give you, you know, kind of my range. So one of my favorite, now I won't rank it number one, but one of my favorite um, is from Buffalo Trace, a bourbon. And, and it's Weller is the name of the, like the, I guess the recipe or the bottle. And yep. the one that I enjoy, that's pretty obtainable. It's called Weller Antique. Um, it's 107 proof. So it's a little bit hotter, a little bit higher ABV than some of the other stuff. And it's between six and eight years old. Um, I really enjoy that one. Now it's not the best thing I've ever had, but for obtainable and every day, I really enjoy that one. You got anything, Jeff? Yeah, man, for bourbon, I love Weller. Yeah, uh, it used to be, although I live, we live about 20 miles or 30 miles from where it's produced, we can't really get it anymore every day, but it was my, um, it was my go-to, uh, but yeah, favorites are, I mean, you know, like food and alcohol today, uh, I'm sure it's the same in England or Europe, at least when I'm in Europe, I see the same thing, like there's just so many choices these days, and so much great stuff being made, it, I drink a lot of, I drink a lot of IPAs myself, and a lot of, um, I like, bur- I mean, for bourbon, I like Weller a lot. Old Forester just is an everyday thing. But uh, there's no favorites because it's all, it's all good. We live in an age where food and drink are exceptional across the globe. There's so much great stuff being made. And um, it's just a great time to, if you want to enjoy and stop and you know, not worry about World War III about to happen in Ukraine and just you know, enjoy something. There's so much good food and, and drink to be had. Every, every country has something amazing going on. And we've had, we've been fortunate enough to have a lot of great, um, and I'll quote that in the air, great items, great bourbons, great beer, but we're, we're more into what's next, you know, like what can we try next or what are we drinking now? It doesn't have to be the most rare thing. 
we do that on our show, but if we're just sitting around, we'll bring three or four things uh, none of us have had and just share them. Just that way we can see what we think of it. That's what we go for. Yeah, I'm going to go off on a tangent now, and I'm just, I, I don't know why, but I just remembered I like a couple of times uh, that have jumped out from your shows. Um, I, I liked the uh, the one the other week when uh, when when Jeff was saying was speaking and he was coming up with the uh, is it got this is it got that is it got the other and then you was <laughs> and then and then then you you responded Jason saying that you thought he was playing a game of guess who <laughs> I remember <laughs> and uh, what was the other one as well where where you pointed out about. Um, about technically Jeff was doing AMSR, wasn't he, or whatever it's called, where he, he kept like doing all these uh, lips smacking and, um, and noises with his mouth. Yeah, he's, he's good at that. He leans into the microphone when he sings, when he does that. And I, I just thought when you pointed yeah, out, good- I thought I'm sure that Jeff's doing that on purpose just to irritate the hell out oh, of course. Out of, oh, out oh, of oh, you. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course no, he is. No, no, I never do anything on purpose. Oh. Why would I do that? <laughs> if you ever, if you ever notice in the episodes, if you see one of us taking it too serious, the other two will bring them back in really quick. We we give each other a hard time constantly. But but the, the reason why I pointed that out as well is because it's going back to the, the point that I made where it's naturally your three's um, relationship with each other that's that's bursting through into the show and that adds to the show, and that's what makes it what it is. Thank you. Thank you. It's just because in real life we are – we like each other. Yeah, sometimes. I think, yeah, we're, we, I think we're, like, we're, like, we're like brothers and we're really close and we travel a lot together and we've seen each other if our shirt's off. <laughs> There's a story about that. Matt has grabbed my ass in a uh, hotel room somewhere. You think there were pillows? Supposedly. I had to put a pillow. I had to go for the pillow behind. It's like, listen, you know, I'm not. He had a dream. He thought I was his wife. I put a pillow between us, and that was. I think it was enough for life. Oh, me. What's up, everybody? This is Chris from the podcast Real Film Reviewed, and you're listening to Marv on Pods Like Us. So what would you both think about giving like a, what you think are like top five favorite drinks that you have? Hmm. Okay. We could probably pull something together. Okay. Any drink, like you're thinking... Should it be all bourbon, all alcohol? I mean, just could it be beer? What are you thinking? I, I don't know. I mean, me personally, you know, I, I like uh, I like suggestions for bourbon, but uh, you can go for f- favorite five drinks of any kind if you like. Yeah, my favorite bourbon is just one cube of ice and a couple ounces. But um, I mean, I like mixed drinks too. That's the one that you know, old fashioned is an old is an old school kind of drink that's, that's fine as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like a dirty martini as well. <laughs> Shaken, not stirred. Never stirred. Gotcha. <laughs> Understood. Understood. I'm not James Bond. He's Jeff Bond. So he didn't like it. Wait, did he like it shaken or did he like it stirred? No, he liked to shake it, not stirred. Who stirs their martini? I don't know. I don't understand. I've never seen a stirred martini in my life. <laughs> no, no. 
So I guess, you know, if you're going, if you're going bourbon, I'll try to put together a top five list. Um, I think with, with any of us, it's going to change. Right. So I won't say it's all time. I'll say it's now it's this snapshot in time. So um, I'll put these in no certain order. Um, one of these is going to come from Buffalo Trace, and it is George T. Stagg. They release this one every year. It is part of what they call the antique collection. Um, the proof on that varies, the age on that varies, but it is a very, very nice pour, one of my favorites. Um, but it's hard to get. It's it's very hard to get that one. I'd say number two, I mentioned this one uh, before, and it is also from Buffalo Trace. I would say Weller Antique, um, a little bit higher proof than their standard, coming in at 107, um, age-wise about six to eight years. And if you talk to a lot of bourbon people, I would say the sweet spot of bourbon is six to 10 years. So it falls in there. Um, that's a pretty obtainable bottle, but it's kind of the everyday drinker. Um, some other ones, I'm a huge Four Roses fan. So that distillery here is in Lawrence. Uh, Kentucky and I go there quite frequently so any of their private barrel or single barrel uh, barrel strengths are very good Jeff likes those I'm, too. I'm sure you get four roses in England. You get those there Mar for have you ever heard of four roses? I was about to say I've not heard of four roses until you did a show based on one of their I drinks mean, recently I I've seen it in other countries. I bet it's distributed there. So they're owned I want to say they're owned by Kieran is like their parent oh, company I think I think it is that's japanese right karen owns a lot of products yeah so it's it's a it's a funny history behind them um you know american company then bought out by japanese <clears throat> but if you go to their facilities in lawrenceburg or visitor center it's like spanish um it's it's a very interesting place but anyway four roses anything from them i'm a pretty big fan of um otherwise i would say old forester they do some really nice stuff. They have two bourbons I really like. That's a 1920 um, is the name of one that's readily available everywhere. And then one that's hard to get would be their birthday bourbon. So Old Forester birthday bourbon. I'd say that'll round out my top five. Wow. That gives me plenty to try out. <laughs> yeah, I've got more. Don't worry. I might have a lot of American bourbon that ends up in England. As well, so I feel like a lot of it goes to Japan. If you look, I mean, at, seen, um, I mean, I've seen Four Roses in mm -hmm. other countries, and I've seen Buffalo Trace in other countries. A big, a big one, like so. So, so one thing, and and we have, a, we're going to give you a little spoiler alert here. So, on an upcoming episode, very soon, we dive into the world of dusty uh, bourbon or dusty whiskeys. It's called, and what that means is it's a very old bottle. So. We're talking things that were made in 1970s and then bottled in like late 70s or early 80s. So you can't get that anymore. It's not made anymore like that. So we're getting ready to have an episode about that soon. Um, and one of those distilleries is Wild Turkey. Um, great stuff coming out of there. But the reason I bring that up is so in Japan, they have a ton of things exported there. And they have a lot of bourbons that have like age statements on them that we don't get here. So mm -hmm. you'll see a lot of things float back to the States through secondary sites or aftermarket sales that have a Japanese label on the side of. That's interesting. So, I mean, um, do, do you think that Japan then is probably 
that, that bourbon is probably has probably become more popular in Japan than it is in the States? I would say I would say it was at one time. So a quick history lesson on bourbon was, you know, it was popular here and in probably and I might be off in the years a little bit. I want to say the 60s through the 70s, maybe early 80s. Um, it kind of went away. Um, people were going more towards neutral, neutral grain spirits. Think um, vodka and gin. Yep. So Seagram's became very popular. You had that blended whiskey and your typical bourbon or your rye were not popular in America. Um, and those distilleries that made those did not have an audience. They couldn't sell the product. So what you saw happen was export. They found the export market and sent them out of the States. <clears throat> and then also a lot of that product kept aging because they couldn't get rid of it. So then you saw extended age bourbon, which was actually really good. So they kind of fell on that one for the most part or some part uh, by mistake or by accident. So I do think it, Without the Japanese market or without the overseas market, China, China, I'm not sure it would have survived. It wouldn't have been where it is now. Wow, and it's it's a it's it's sort of popular, I think, in the UK as well. I mean, I'm I, I'm 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 glad that I've been able to listen to your show because you you're giving me ideas beyond my usual tipple, should we say? Because I'd I'd normally have like a, a, I mean, you, you're probably going to say that I'm I'm swearing with this probably, but. You know, I'd usually have a, a bottle of Jack or Jim Bean somewhere, you know, in the back. In the background we, won't, we won't say it's a bad thing. We'll, we'll drink anything. Don't worry. Yep. But now, now you're educating me so that I can try out other bourbons. Well, we love giving recommendations. And one thing about the journey, you know, where we've been through, through all this stuff and learning as we go of, you know, we don't we don't make fun of we're not going to make fun of people. It's just starting out. If people's trying to learn about it or want to know, we'll give recommendations. We don't mind a bit. That's great. Hey, this is Jack from Bad Counsel. You want some good counsel? Keep listening to my man Marv. Pods like us. So before we before we officially started recording, uh, you, you'd already mentioned this. So how do you actually record and then edit the show? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> Matt does. Matt is the recording whiz. He's got all, all the equipment. He knows how to set up the shots. I mean, uh, we're very fortunate in that regard too. That if if Matt didn't have that access for his work, we couldn't afford that. That's equipment. His <laughs> yeah, I mean we, that equipment is uh, very very expensive. So he sets all that up. One thing um, we we all three can edit a little bit. Um, we go through Adobe like Premiere Pro and Matt's great at that. Um, I've learned enough to be dangerous and I think Jeff can use it as well. But Matt does all the filming for us. Like he sets them up. He does the majority of the editing and then we help a little bit in that. So for an episode, roughly, um, we try to keep it between, say, 15 and 30 minutes. Yeah. We had a few when we first started that went like the two parters. It's just too long. And, and we, did, we didn't lock it ourselves. and ask a few people and they kind of had the same feedback. So we've tried to cut that down. And then for an episode that's say 30 minutes, we might have, we might have 45 minutes of film that we edit, or we might have an hour. So again, it just depends on what kind of outtakes we have. We have some good outtakes sitting out, sitting back there. Are you planning on doing something with the outtakes? We've, we've talked about a little bit. Um, 
we've tried to focus some on our YouTube channel as well. And that's, that's a different beast. Um, the main ways we promote is Instagram and then we'll have Twitter. We also have Facebook and YouTube, but YouTube's just, um, we're trying to learn that, that as we go, we, we've not had any experience on those sites. So we're definitely learning as we go. We've been really focused on trying to get, you know, more episodes filmed because you know how that goes. It's, uh, when we get together, it's hard to to work off our schedules. So when we do, we usually try to film anywhere between two and four episodes. Just that way we have a little bit to uh, to kind of fall back on when things get hairy with the schedule. It's a bit like they do with game shows, isn't it? When they record those, they record like a week's worth of when you do these daytime quiz shows. They're all recorded a week worth in in one day. You can see we're wearing the same clothes on four episodes. <laughs> I try to tell them we got to change clothes, but they don't like to listen to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Has anyone pointed it out yet that you that you were in the same clothes for multiple episodes, or have you got away with it? Yeah, I've had two friends that watch all of our episodes that have pointed out to us, and then I always notice it, or we always notice it. It's actually how I put it on Twitter the other day, the new episode. <laughs> I said, we're wearing the same clothes, but it's a new episode. <laughs> In the future, you need to bring multiple T-shirts then, don't you? That's right. I, you tell them. They won't listen to me. I like the idea that it's obvious we did it all in one day. <laughs> How many outfits must they take then to these film studios or television studios when they record multiple episodes of quiz shows? So I've been to a, uh, a filming of an episode way back when. It was, I cannot remember the name, but Ahmad Rashad hosted it. We were in Vegas with my family, and uh, we got to sit in on this this game show. They filmed five episodes in about three hours, like they wow. were going fast. So wardrobe changes, there's at least five or six from what I can remember. Tim, me, that is really good going. Yeah, good pace. Yes. <laughs> wow, that's, yeah. How are you listening to us on Spotify or YouTube? How do I listen to you? I listen to you on Apple Podcasts because I'm driving at the time and I listen to podcasts. Yeah, that's right. that's what I use to right. usually. Right. I have thought of actually going onto YouTube and checking out the videos as well. It's pretty neat. I mean, I think when I talk to people, I talk a lot with my hands uh, <laughs> myself and then I think some of the uh, the eye looks, the eye rolls, we've got three cameras set up. So <clears throat> each of us have our own dedicated camera at all times. And then we can pan to that when the editing process, you know, when we're doing that. Yep. So it adds a lot of, it adds an extra layer, I guess, if you watch it. So, but don't get me wrong. We're happy. I mean, I like the podcast too. So, and then if you notice, we've been posting a lot of clips on our Instagram page, which in turn goes to Facebook. Um, we'll take little five to 15 second, maybe 30 second clips of the show that we think might be interesting or humorous. And we'll throw them up there just to give the audience kind of like a sneak peek. Um, and for every episode, we're probably releasing anywhere from five to 10 clips of that one. Yeah, that's, that's how I, uh, remember the, um, the one about the lip smacking and the sound yeah. from, from Jeff, cause that was a video clip that you'd put up. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for, for, for listening and watching. 
it's all right. I, I enjoy doing it. It's it's a fun listen and uh, <laughs> it's a fun uh, Instagram um, account to follow as well. Great. Thanks. No problem. So um, the music that you have for the show, where, where did that come from? It's an open source music file. I think Matt was the one that kind of, we when we first came up with the artwork and stuff, um, we had an artist that made a design for us um, yeah. with the skull and crossbone. So, you know, the name of the show is Our Cynic Culture, but the way we say it is our, our cynic culture, right? So that's kind yeah. of our accent here, my accent most of all. So if you notice, it's like a ball of arsenic um, as a skull, and then you've got the crossbones there too. So that's kind of the take on it. Um, we tried to do everything kind of original. We didn't want to have any, you know, possible copyright issues or people I trying wanted to pull to play, down. I wanted to play the Peter song, but <laughs> on my guitar, but nobody was that. Jeff is pretty good on the guitar. He just can't sing. Our cynic culture. <laughs> I, I didn't really write any more words. I could have. <laughs> I wanted to. No, it's good. We don't need you to. We don't need you to. You're not a professor of singing then, Jeff. I think we should do a we should, we should be a rap. <laughs> we should not be a rap. Our cynic culture is outrageous, always contagious. <laughs> <laughs> he is not going pro rap. No, I'm very good rap. <laughs> I don't know if you guys call it pleasure out there in England, but he's a good rap. <laughs> Yeah, that's something if you start a Patreon, you could have Jeff doing songs. Hey? There you go. Yeah, yeah we'd, we'd probably make like a dollar a year at oh, least. Yeah. yeah, we'll give you a dollar to <laughs> shut him up. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I could have been the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> I'd want to. You could have, yeah. Ooh, good shout Hey, it's the boys from Saw Spoken, and we are so glad that you are listening to our new friend, Marv, and his podcast, Pods Like Us. Yeah, we were recently on the show for a couple of episodes, and we really enjoyed it. And if you'd like to catch a little bit more of us with all the raunchiness and sauce-based humor that you're used to, feel free to check us out on our show. But in the meantime, keep enjoying Pods Like Us with Marv. We enjoyed talking with Marv as much as we hope you enjoy listening to him. Now back to the show. You've already mentioned the logo as well. Crikey, we're ripping through these. Um, so what advice would you give to people if they were starting a podcast of their own? Got anything? Um, I don't really know. I mean, I, I got some. I always got words. You know what I mean? I got you. So I think, um, you know, the podcasts that I enjoy and that I see are successful or, like, interesting to me are ones that, you know, it's kind of an odd, I guess it's a cliche term is just saying honest. Um, if you're out there trying to be something you're not, it, it shows. It's hard. You can't really fake that. Uh, um, or you can try, I guess, if you're a better actor than we are. But it's hard to fake. So I, I think making sure you pick a topic that really interests you. Um, and, and who cares how many views you get or how many listens. If it's something you like to do, hey, do it. You know, it's uh, it's fun. That's a that's also a pact we kind of made when we started this was if it gets to the point where it's not fun, we don't need to be doing it. And that's that's something we all agreed on. Wow. That's that's definitely words to live by. That is, I think. See, I got you, Jeff. Amen, I got brother. words for you. Amen, brother. So what other podcasts do you both listen to? You got any you listen to? 
Um, I listen to a very different podcast, actually, <laughs> than what we do. I listen to more of uh, storytelling and people's traumatic storytelling. Like, I don't know if y'all know these out there, Family Secrets, Terrible Thanks for Asking. Um, this actually happens. So there's more, more of that kind of thing. But also, you know, I think Conan O'Brien is a friend. is something I listen to a lot. I like that for comedy. But I haven't, I don't really listen. And the only food stuff I listen to is probably Sporkful and Gastropod. Yeah. I don't think I listen to anything alcohol related. Jeff, you have something yes. in common with my other half. Louise loves Gastropod. Yeah, Gastropod's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Go on, Jason. Yeah, I think for me, so um, I'm a big sports guy. I listen to a lot of local sports talk radio kind of thing. So, one of uh, it's actually pretty popular nationwide. It's called KSR or Kentucky Sports Radio. They talk about uh, University of Kentucky basketball, football, and they go off topic a lot. And some of their best shows are off topic. You know, they might even go to a food bracket, uh, like a like a tournament bracket, talking about fast food. Like they're they're off the wall. I really enjoy that. You know, some other ones I, I've met online and just started listening to them i try to give every show that that kind of likes our page or interacts with us on instagram or something i'll give them a listen i want to listen to at least one show and we got quite a few i listen to um i've had some good ones from the concerts that that made us i think it's the name of it i'm trying to go off the top of my head here yeah um then we had the uh we were on a break man those they are funny i'm not gonna lie they are. Um, and then also the Australian guy. Yeah, we got some of them in there. Um, I'm trying to think. I think it's called, is it Daily Dribble? Again, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but there's there's some good ones on there. The Daily Dribble and then uh, the Aussie League podcast. Yeah, which used to be called Astro League, didn't it? I think. Very, that's it. That's what I'm thinking of. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're renaming themselves, but I can't remember what they're calling themselves now. It's all good. Yeah, I've listened to quite a few, though. So my main interest is sports. I listen to a few alcohol-based, but mainly just trying to listen to new ones and seeing what, uh, what's out there. Yep. So, um, So where can people find your show and get hold of you? Yeah, so we are on – we have a big presence on Instagram. It is Our Cynic Culture, O-U-R, and then Cynic Culture. Um, then we also have a Twitter page. We're on Facebook. We have a YouTube channel. And then we're on every podcast uh, avenue I think that's possible. So – there's links in all of our bios, and every time we make a post on like Facebook or Twitter, we will link to the episode or link to the uh, the the Buzzsprout uh, link tree to show you all the links. Okay. Everybody in England should listen because you're just going to be, you know, just be blown. It's cracker. It's really cracker. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'll trust you. I don't know if people. I know people in that in the Irish show watch the same cracker. I think I should do sound grabs of every time that Jeff tries to do an English accent. Right. <laughs> in it, in it. It's, it's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's not good. He's not good. He's still practicing. I don't. 
It's better than bloody Van Dyke's. <laughs> bloody, bloody good, right? The show is in it. It's, it's wonderful. Lovely. Love it. <laughs> you, you can go off and practice the old bamboo and come back for, for an audition. <laughs> right, the Queen listens. I'm sure of that. <laughs> Poor Queen. You know, the Queen has COVID. It's terrible. I just heard sure that. I she that. thinks it's very good. Oh, she thinks it's good. Okay. <laughs> Why does everybody in America think that English people are posh? Are posh? <laughs> right. Hello. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, thanks for speaking with me today, guys. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. you for having us. We appreciate Thanks it. For listening to the show. Thank you very much. And if anybody wants to look for pods like us, you can find us on all streaming networks. And we are also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And having a try at TikTok as well, but not doing very well with it because I don't know how it I works. About that. We're, we're on there too. That is a definitely a, an interesting forum. I've seen you on there though. You're doing well. Yeah, but I'm not actually posting anything podcasty up, am I? It's just my music that's going on. <laughs> I'm not really using it properly. It is it's a it's a tough one, but it's fascinating. I mean, I feel like if I start looking in, on TikTok, I've lost an hour of my life. I look up and it's an hour later. Yes, especially those videos that Geraldine puts up for we yep. were on a break. I agree. I agree. Damn <laughs> I'll watch them three or four times each. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> She's the queen of TikTok. <laughs> and uh, you can also find a website, which is themarvzone.org, and there's all sorts of things on there from me as well. But for now, thank you, everyone, for listening, and hope you listen again to another episode of Pods Like Us.